Blog Talk Radio. Tony, how you doing? Yeah, I'm super fantastic. Every day. <laughs> super fantastic. Wake up, wake up. This is TNT Denar. We've been waiting so long, but we made it this far. If yeah. you feeling like I'm feeling, you know it's so hard. Gotta keep your head up. Keep your faith in the Lord and re-restore the truth. Breaking down the walls, over 10,000 people waiting on the call and when it all coming to reality, it's over with. It's so close, I can feel it like a super hit. You never had it, you keep your head when you cash it. Outlast it, you ain't even got a flash up. How you doing, Tony? I'm super fantastic. Far from past it, now close your eyes and imagine. Those that been down, bouncing back like elastic. How many really trying to do something that's so drastic? Ask it. If you see another fella of the Denar era, I'm making they life better, yeah. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. We getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Triple P Pam known as already blessed. We done heard half the news. We waiting on the rest. We waiting to fest. Remember that we on the same map. Tony and Ray ran the brothers on the same path. It's time for a transference of wealth and ain't trying to be left with my life on the shelf. Can't do it by myself. We gotta do it together. A life of wealth. We living like the living forever. Let's go. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Let's go. We getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. We getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. It was all a dream, but now it's a reality. Now it's where it has to be. Just keep your faith and you will see. It's a catastrophe, but just be patient, though. It's incredible how he used the oddest things to bless your soul. TNT, the Tony Raven, where you at? People waiting on the intel call to hit you back. Raven got the ladies going crazy on the open mic call. Midnight to the break of dawn is going on. Uh. Living in a time where we really know we need it. You gotta believe it, ain't no time to be conceited. It's blessed life, I cherish like the air that I'm breathing. No grieving, listen to the words that I'm speaking. Listen, lifetime of wealth transferred to the believers. Know somebody ready, I can hear it through the speakers. IQD reevaluation, waiting with anticipation. I'm patient and impatiently waiting to be patient. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. We ain't got the ladies going crazy on the open mic call. Midnight to the break of dawn is going on. Uh. Living in a time where we really know we need it. You gotta believe it, ain't no time to be conceited. This blessed life I cherish like the air that I'm breathing. No grieving, listen to the words that I'm speaking. Lifetime of wealth transferred to the believer. Know somebody ready, I can hear it through the speakers. IQD reevaluation, waiting with anticipation. I'm patient and impatiently waiting to be patient. Let's go. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Let's go. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Let's go. We getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Let's go. 
start conference recording, press 1. Turn to the, the recording has started. It's time. Welcome to the Information Superstation, TNT. Hosted by that dynamic duel, Tony and Ray Rinfro. They're super fantastic and fantabulous, sir, to the nth degree. Bringing you the latest and greatest Iraqi dinar revaluation information from around the globe, east to west, it's the best. So sit back, relax, and get ready to have your mind blown in the TNT Intel Zone. Good afternoon, TNT Super Fantastic Family. Today is Wednesday, August 24, 2022. Raven98 is here, along with... Good morning, TNT. What a wonderful Wednesday it is. All right. whole lot of news, a whole lot of ups and downs. I'm sure some things you guys heard about, some things you don't know about, but it's still going on. But I wanted to do something for everyone, I think, and, and talk about the subject before I talk about the No, I mean, it is about the law. I received a letter from a guy, um, so I'll leave your name out. But I want to read you guys a letter, because I think a lot of you are feeling the way he's feeling, and I actually wanted to talk to you about it. Um, where we are in this situation, why we are, and when do we proceed concluding and coming to an end. But let me read it to you real quick. Um, he says, my name is Brent. I am, this is what really got me. I, I actually loved it more than anything. He said, I am 37 years old. All you old folks know that's like half your age, right? <laughs> it's just 37. Uh, man. Because I have an honest yet humble question I would like to ask you. This is Edward Tony to the center of If you're not mine, send me an email to I say and ask all of this in a humble, kind, and respectful manner. It's a, it's, it's a story to explain how I feel regarding the RV and the guidance I'm looking for, if possible, because that's what we're all here for. What's going on? How is it happening? When is it happening? What do I do next? All of us. So this RV means more to me than just some lottery ticket. Just an example, a chance to go to the club, make it rain. I know you old people know what that means. Anyway, buy alcohol or have 20 different women staying at the fanciest hotels every night. Or just be foolish, which is not me at all. I don't need or want the RV for that. What the RV means to me is, I get to start over, a second chance at life. Back in 2010, I suffered an injury to my right shin, known as compartment syndrome. 
where the blood vessels in my leg burst and I had to have immediate surgery, which stopped me from pursuing my dreams to run track and field in a professional manner in a 100-meter dash. <clears throat> to tell people, hey, if a short 5'5 guy can make it, you can too. And just to help inspire people. That's what he was trying to do. Okay. Most look at bodybuilders and want their body, which is something I can't do being short. I wanted to inspire people like the old saying goes, you can catch more flies with hundreds than you can with venison. Except we know the other word is not venison. But anyway. I want to buy my mother a house, buy her a car, and pay her bills. My dad passed when I was 10, so I'm sure you can imagine that just trying to do the right thing is not easy. After my injury in 2010, I thought my life was over. In time, I got back on my feet, and now it's 2022. I have been in this adventure of the RV process for about 12 years now. I feel for myself personally. I can't speak for anyone else. But I feel I heard it all. All the good news, the great news, super fantastic news, the bad news, the very bad news, the confusing news, and just plain and simple news. You heard it all. There's a bunch of us feel like right now. At this time, only three things. Oh, at this point in time, weekend. Three things Tony has said that stick to my mind that I've been contemplating for about the last two months. Tony has said, guys, they can do this whenever they want. So that implies they don't need things to be done or not to be done to pull the trigger. Prime example of the privilege and the friends of the privilege and who people at the right place, right time got lucky. They did throughout this time, and they absolutely got there. Tony has said, Iraq has tried to do this several times, and ever, every time the U.S. says no. Or when Iraq does not want to do this for whatever reason it may be, then the U.S. knowingly says, yes, go ahead and go. Knowing Iraq won't go. Because that has occurred. Lately, something that really hit home, Tony said, and I know he meant no harm, he meant nothing bad, but sometimes the truth hurts. But he stated, guys, you might not see this in your lifetime, but your kids will see it. And that hurt me again. I'm not trying to pass any time soon, <laughs> and my kids see this blessing, and I do not. I understand. I'm honestly, as humbly as I can, ask on myself this RV, what it means to me if I have not failed in life. I can still buy my mother a house, buy her a car, take care of her financially. I have a wonderful girlfriend whom I want to propose to next year, and we can have a nice place. I don't need a $50 million mansion house, just a nice house where we can be safe. This RV means a chance to really live again. However, 
at this point, after 12 years, I honestly just don't feel it's worth it anymore. I want to hold on, but for what? Another three months or two years? I know Tony has said they can't wait that long, but he said that very same thing three years ago. Here we are. I do not want to fight anybody or argue with anyone or cause any problems to anyone. I'm honestly just looking for something new to hold on to to keep me going because honestly, sir, I don't have it anymore. The RV just seems like having $50 million that you can't spend or use. The way the powers to be are acting, moving, are acting, moving, they can and will keep this going or doing this another but we'll keep doing this another, I don't know, who knows how long. And who can stop them? Nobody. So with that being said, why or how can I hold on to something that feels like I'm holding on to air for nothing? Because if you're able to pass it to Tony and to respond yourself, I greatly appreciate it. Also, if Tony wants to read this, I get full permission. So I just read it. Just please, I hope you can see I'm not looking for any trouble or problems. This is a plea, which is why I'm not trying to get on the calls and offend or bother anyone. And he left me his number. Okay. So I wanted to start here before I give you guys the news and the information. Because we've all been going through this for 12, 15 years. I hope the majority of us feel the way that he does and the fact that I'm holding $50 million or the possibility, and I just don't know when, because we don't. We've gone through it. It's been a long roller coaster up and down and round, and we're right at the end, and they started all over again. And none of that is anything that we can control. We just have to live through it. But what we have to do, I think, uh, and actually know and realize is with all the information we do have, with all the people involved, not just Iraq, but in all the international community and countries, and the plan is not only being laid out for it, but being made dependent upon it. We have to know it is eventually going to happen. I mean, even if you don't know what's going on, even if you don't know the economics of it, you have to know, as long as we've been in 10, 15 years, the fact that they've gotten their reserves back up to the highest ever, more gold than they've ever had, more oil, and just consistently finding more that this rate cannot remain forever. And it's not about the rate anymore. It's not even about the country and what it can provide. This is now strictly about politics, power and authority, which it always has been. This whole thing would have been a lot easier, a lot faster, if it was just about Iraq, but it wasn't. It was about Iraq and Iran. It was about Iraq and ISIS. There were a lot of variables in there that we weren't aware of, especially in the beginning, because how did this thing start? 
George Bush said, hey, the war is over. Three days is over, and it's going to pay for itself. Let's go get it. But it didn't work out that way. Okay? And it continued to not work out that way because our country, unlike other countries, changes leaderships almost every four years, every eight years, guaranteed. And with every change of leadership comes a new direction, a new plan, a new goal. And those are things that we didn't see 15 years ago because we never thought we'd be here. Even though, in the beginning, I used to always say, God knows I wish I never would have, if this thing takes 10 years, it's still going to be worth it. Remember that? <laughs> so if it took 10 years, there's not a better investment or opportunity out there. And it has taken 10 years, every day of that and then some. But right now, guys, and, and you know, a, a famous Tonyism, if you haven't heard it before, anybody new on this call is you got to go through it to get to it. And we've been going through it. But I think we're just almost to it right at this point. I'm not trying to just keep hope alive because I am. I want you guys to know the possibilities where we are and everything else. I'm trying to create or keep reality alive that sooner or later we will benefit for this one way or another. Now, I didn't say we may not see it in our lifetime because it's going to be another 10 or 15 years. I said we may not see it in our lifetime because a lot of people already have it, who thought they were going to be here, and we have lost those people. And I'm sure, you know, every day, if not every week, we continue to lose people, which I hate, because I wish everybody would have saw it. You know, I, I am honestly, I'm not lying to you guys, I'm honestly hoping and praying every day, and I tell people, Hell, I may not see it myself. I don't know. Cause I don't know when that day is coming or when that moment in time. But I am preparing either way, as you should be. I am in this not for me so much. I'm going to enjoy it when it happens. But my plan was a bigger plan. And you guys know it. It's for 10 generations. That's what I'm planning for anyway. And I'm not going to get out of it when it was all about planning for the future. So that's why I said that. Not that none of us will get to see it. Or it's going to be another 10 or 15 years because I don't know. It could be another 10 or 15 days. It could be another 10 or 15 months because I don't know that either. I know what it looks like. I know how close we are. And we're going to talk about it. And I know what should happen. But believe it or not, I know I used to have a crystal ball and an eight ball. And I only have either one of them. We're so close to the end, neither one of them could be right. And the eight ball is always wrong. But we are still here. So I wanted to address that letter, though, because I know he's not the only one feeling that way. 
I know just people with all kinds of emotions and, and and yes, we've been going through it for years. Yes, we're ready. Yes, countries around the world are ready. But is Iraq now ready? The war in Ukraine really affecting everything or nothing? Those are really the two questions. And if Iraq is ready and form a government shortly here, whatever they decide to do two months from now, three months from now, or two days from now, they will better answer the Ukraine question if it doesn't happen. Depending on how close we are to it. So, all right, what's going on today? Well, we know on Monday or Tuesday, maybe yesterday or today, Sadar took things up to a, to another level after their meeting, and he had uh, his people go to the judiciary, Supreme Court. And they did a sit-in at the Supreme Court, shut the whole thing down. The Supreme Court declared that they were not going to work or operate while it happened and shut down the entire legal system, the entire legal system. Not just the Supreme Court, they said everywhere throughout the country. Well, that may have been a step too far, may have been what they wanted to see. They said they were doing it in response to Sadar's people protesting out front, threatening them, judges getting threatening calls, and everything else. So Sadar told his people to back away. Because the fact that they shut down the whole judicial system in the country he said, affected the people. There were people trying to get married, people trying to buy real estate, people trying to get functions where they need the courts, and they shut down everything, and he didn't want that to happen. So he told his people to pull back. That's why he said he did it. He also... So what it did was took things to the next level and made them respond. But not only did they respond, the international community responded. He specifically said it made people choose a side or expose who they really are. And that is the Americans. <laughs> because The Americans said, hold on, now you're going too far. (laughs) Now, if you guys don't resolve this, the international community will step back in because this is going too far. So a lot of the MPs start making announcements, putting out statements about we're about to lose everything we tested for. I mean, we... uh, we worked for, about to lose all our progress. We're still under Chapter 6, and we have a possibility of going back under Chapter 7 if things go too crazy. So they're putting it all out there today. We need to resolve this. Now the international community is getting involved, specifically the U.S. who said they didn't care what government. They're going to work with anybody. 
And now they're saying, but it has to be a government. How are y'all going to work it out? Because what we're not going to work with is chaos. And they can't, because that would kill everything. So what happened was Sadar had already gone to the UN, asked to do a debate, which we know Maliki didn't want to do. One of his representatives did want to do. She said she would do it. Maliki didn't want to do it. The framework is saying, why are we going to do that and expose everything to the people? Because that's what would happen. And that's what Sadar wanted to do. Expose them to the people, and they know that. But they said it would create more chaos than anything, and their fear is it would be uncontrollable <laughs> if we did that and things came out that weren't supposed to come out. And that's what Sadar had uh, put out was the reason they shut the judiciary down. The reason everybody got excited, he said, even the U.S., because they were scared the people were going to go in there, tear the building down, and find the files that show everybody's corruption. And nobody wanted that to happen. Nobody wanted all those files to be exposed to people on the street. Because, again, you could easily lose control of this thing. But Siddhar is putting it out there. People are putting it out there. They're still saying they're going to name names. They're going to open files. Here's one that uh, really got me. We're going to see what happens. Once they went to the judiciary, did their sit-in, pulled their people out, the judiciary came out right after Siddhar's people, his top two people. Some of their filing warrants for their arrest for what they said about the judiciary, for bringing people in there. They responded to those warrants for their arrest and said, okay, you shut down our entire judicial system because you're saying you're scared of our threats and the system isn't working. But you let the system continue to run every day not process or, or charge or go after any of the corrupt people because you say the system isn't working, but you let it continue. They're still billions of dollars corrupt everywhere. You know who they are, and you haven't even gone after Maliki for something we all know he said and did, and even the investigation said it was real, and you haven't followed up on the file but now you're going to shut it down and issue arrest warrants for two people who you say told them to go there, two people who have publicly said you are part of the problem because that's what they said. You work for the framework, and now you want to arrest them but not arrest Maliki, not arrest all these people who have stole all these billions of dollars. You don't want to follow up on the files. They haven't heard anything back. They're waiting to see what their response is going to be. So while it's a little bit of chaos, we're getting down to it now, guys, because that's what's going to happen. Except for now, the table is flipped again, and Sadar is saying, okay, I'll talk to him. We'll give one last chance. Amir is supposed to go there and talk to him. But Maliki is putting out, no, the framework will not talk. 
will not attend meetings, will not communicate with the Sardis anymore until they remove all the people from the sit-in, from the green zone, from the judiciary outside. Something he knows is not going to happen. And everybody knows it's not going to happen. So today they're meeting with the U.S. US ambassador and a union representative, uh, Selah Al-Kazimi Halabusi, a meeting with her. He, uh, the U.S. ambassador is meeting with the Sardis people. And they're saying you guys are going too far and this has to be concluded one way or another. And we're gonna see what comes out of those meetings today. But I gotta tell uh, Danny, Danny, you were right. The date is August the 30th that the courts were supposed to make the decision. So maybe I said that a little bit back on the 31st. The date is the 30th. All right, a lot of information, a lot of things going on. The banks are doing absolutely nothing, as we know. Nobody's on standby. Nobody's on alert. Nobody's being told in the next 72 hours, two weeks, or anything, because nobody really knows. If agreements are made, people come to their senses, not the beginning of the end, but the end of the beginning, it could happen. And that's the only other thing that I want you guys to be aware of. We said it before. And I had to think about this, tell you the truth. Before this call started, I had to think and say, do I just say what could happen or do I say what should happen? I don't know if I'll get in trouble doing it or if there's enough people in Iraq listening that it would suggest anything or not. But the only way out, if you look at it here, talking about it, is to burn it down. I might even say that in the last one. And so those people are saying, hey, man, we just might have to burn it down. They're not going to remove them. They're not going to stop the corruption. The only way out is the judiciary is not going to get involved is to burn it down and start over. Wipe them all out. Uh, One of the uh, MPs, I think, said that the military should just take over and we just institute a new government. changing the Constitution, changing the way we vote and the way votes are counted, because that's what they need to do, make it all happen all over again and do it the right way. I mean, that's what the reform is all about anyway, but they want to do it civilized. But say if we can't, then there's only one other option when you get to the end, whether who wants it or who don't want it. Now, I like the U.S. going in, Saying, hey, we got to take back over. Why? Because that leaves Al Kazimi where he is, still out where he is. It, it actually accomplishes everything that Saddam and the people want because the reforms will go in. The white paper will work. Society will work. But the U.S. just didn't want to be in there heavy handed and everything else. They were hoping, and they still may be hoping, for another option which is Iranian deal get done today. Tomorrow probably won't be today, even though the U.S. did submit their response. 
Now they're waiting for Iran to respond to their response, see if they have an agreement or not. But with that, again, what we're looking for is Iran to back off even more with their support of Maliki and those people over there, which would make things even easier to go in and change. Now, I look at this situation, and I'm sure you guys do too, and I, I look at it and um, again, yesterday, this morning, I'm sitting back and I have to look at it and look at it. Let me flip it upside down, turn it inside out, right, left. Let's see what's really trying to go on here. Uh, I don't know if you guys play chess, ever played chess. <coughs> it's a little bit different than checkers. But they have uh, three-level chess boards, and that's where you need to learn how to play chess on a three-level chess board, because that's what they're doing. But how does Iran and the U.S. play chess, and at the end of the game, China wins? Because that's what happens. They're sitting back, not saying anything, not influencing, not getting involved in arguments, just cutting off their pieces of the country. Every project, every loan, everything, and saying, okay, they could ultimately become the winner, but how do we start cutting a pie in half and end up with a third of it? Hmm. All right, Ray, let's get started. Okay. Let's see. River Place says, well, that's about a birthday for tomorrow. Sunstar says, with all of the delays for the release of the RV, are you hearing if the international banking community is having any dialogue with Iraq on staying and being compliant with all international banking laws? No, I'm not hearing anything because I think we're past that point that they already are. Okay. That you know of, are contractors in Iraq still being paid the new dinar rate? They're still getting the rate. They just haven't gotten it. It's still there. There hasn't been any changes to that. Guys, it's going to happen. It's all set up and in place. And everybody says that. It's just a matter of, again, is it a, a new government? What direction is it going to go in? Uh, the country, is it going to be in total chaos? Because nobody's doing that. Nobody's going to do it if Iran was just going to take it over and break them. Now. And then if our committee guy is right, there's a boil down to Russia trying to get anything, which I don't see. I don't even see that involved in whether or not the dinar revalues because it affects so many other countries in positive ways. That part I don't see. All right, what's next? Light First says, Israel just announced that they are not going to be bound by Iran's nuclear deal. Probably that is why USA is not signing the deal yet and delaying the deal. This will delay the RV. Can you explain? No, I don't know that it will delay the RV again. That's not what it, it's about. I think the nuclear deal, once signed, will uh, 
move the RV up even faster and more. That's all. Because it's always been Iran in the background, causing the confusion, the chaos, or, or reasons why the RV didn't go through. Because the U.S. didn't want Iran to have all this money. They're going to be able to steal. They already, right now today, there's been over $500 billion stolen from Iraq in this process. Well, most of them went to Iran. And everybody knows that. So why would we make it $25 billion by multiplying the worth of their currency? Israel not doing the deal always makes sense. I know that they did the first deal because of the fact that they have so much distrust and hate for each other. They're never. You know, when uh, Al Kazimi went to the meeting that Israel attended, Raiders noise in the background. Okay. And they tried to get him removed just for that. They tried to dog him out, disrespect him, say, just by sitting in the same room with them, you're breaking our laws because you're acknowledging that they are somebody or something. So why would Israel come back and say, yeah, we'll agree with it? It's something you guys do, we'll live with, but we're not going to agree with it. So no, I don't think it's going to affect the RV at all. All right, who's next? Hey, that takes us to live callers. Uh, 281, you were at the top of the list. What happened to you? Fell off again? 281. Hey, Ray. Hey, Tony. How you doing? I'm super fantastic. It's great. Yeah. Well, I'm doing good. Can't complain. Rainy day here in Texas, but it'll do. So I have a couple of questions. Um, On the fact that if they tear it down, if they have to tear it down, start all over. So that means that it would delay everything for a while, long time, because they would have to put everything back in order, or that would just be the fact of putting them in and then voting on. Or how does that work, I guess? Okay. So, good question, but I expected it just now from you. Anyway. Uh-uh, no, you didn't. No, wait a minute. What? <laughs> you what the hell? <laughs> you quit your mess. <laughs> Listen. Listen, guys. What happened in October 19? October, they, they they started to burn it down and in the streets, everything else. Everybody said, hold on. A body ran out, taken off. Y'all never going to get me. And 30 days, let's say, they had a caretaker government, which is the same thing would happen right here. The U.S. Uh-huh. stepped in and said, nope, this is what y'all are doing, and this is who's going to do it. And that's what would happen. The minute they start tearing everything down, the U.S. is going to step in and say, this is what we're going to do. And uh-huh. we back to, you know, international community or foreign country get involved in your business because you're not adult enough yet to make a decision. So we're going to give you another chance because that's what we would do. We're going to change the rules and actually come in and correct our own mistakes in your Constitution because now we see it was a mistake letting you be involved in the process. 
because they're both saying they want a democracy, but we truly know the framework does not. They want a democracy as long as the democracy says, well, we get to run the country every time. No Kurds Mm -hmm. can run the country. No Sunnis can run the country. No, it has to be us. We're the only ones who get to run the country. Kind of damn democracy there. So we get to choose amongst us. So anyway, I don't even know how we started. I'm sorry. You cut out. It wouldn't be like it's going to be another five, six years. No. Mm -hmm. You go in, Mm -hmm. settle it because they couldn't sell it amongst themselves. During that time frame, things stay the way they are. If or that, you know, $100 or continues to wait, or they got their $90 billion, then the RV is going to happen. Just going to make sure it doesn't like this. Okay, so, like, we've changed presidents here every four years, and each president has its own idea of how they want to have things ran. So with those new people coming in, if they have to tear it down, would they have the same privilege of changing some stuff if they wanted it? Same. And if that's the case, well, then what was that? Well, no, I was going to say, well, what would happen, um, their new president would have four years because that's their cycle they're going to run on to. And, right. yeah, mm-hmm. they can change things. They can say, hey, let's look at this again, just like everybody does. Let's look at the mm-hmm. budget all over again. Let's look at some of our laws and things, but that's why we're trying to get the right people in there. And I say mm-hmm. we, because we are as well. That's what Sadar right. and everybody is fighting for, reforms to actually change the country. And if that new president, they put it there, doesn't do that, then they do it all over again. But the fact so that we put Al Kavimi in there for another six yeah. months a year, we already know what he's going to do. This would be and the time to change. Go ahead. We're not saying it will. Let's just hope that, you know, they go ahead and not have to do that and move forward. But all of the people, all of the investments from other countries and all those people that are wanted to come in are already in Iraq, how would that affect their contracts if they haven't started on, you know, getting – revenue and all of that or started their companies yet, but they're in a holding pattern, I guess, like everybody else across the world. Would that cause them to renege and pull out and all that or what? Well, they would still be in a holding pattern until the RV is announced because that's the one thing that's supposed to start all those contracts and agreements. Right. Now, in the meantime, in between time, they can do what Shell did, what Mobile did, what other countries did and said, you know what, you guys are too messy, it's taking too long, and I'm going to invest my money in something else. They always yeah. have that option. And that's okay. what they're being warned about today. These guys said, we can lose it all, guys. Everybody's going yeah. walk away from us. Right yeah. now they're giving us everything, putting us in a position of power, even making us look good because we're brokering everything for our region. We could lose it all because you guys can't agree. Okay. Well, thank you for answering my questions. I know there's other people holding. So I'm going to cross my fingers and my toes, and hopefully this thing will be done by doing that. What do you think? 
your fingers and your toes? You think that a I think you need to paint both of them. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) 352, area code, you're on. Hey, fellas, what's up? Hey, Hey, I I have a question, but I just want to say that this this guy, you you read the letter. If this dude had to work on a job, he's 30-some years, if he had to work for retirement, he would have to work another 30-some years to get, get his retirement. So I think you should look at it that way. This is a speculative investment. I mean, I want it to happen tomorrow just like everybody else. But, you know, rather than stressing yourself out, you got to come up with some kind of formula to deal with this thing. You know what I mean? That's the way I look at it, you know. Well, and it's a good way. And I know everybody has their own. But, and, and again, I always say I'm going to be honest with you guys because I'm always honest with you guys. But uh, one of my friends was over here yesterday. He said, how you doing? I said, I'm doing the way I'm always doing. I'm super fantastic. I'm doing that. He's like, man, I don't want to hear that BS. I really want to know. How you doing? Because I know you got bad days like everybody else. You got bad moments and blah, 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 blah. You don't always have to act like everything's perfect because you do, you know. And 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 he's absolutely right. I'm telling you guys, I have moments with this thing just like everybody else does. I am so sick and tired of this. <laughs> I want this to be over. And my only saving grace Every time, I don't care how frustrated I get. I mean, I wake up in the morning and be like, I wish I didn't have to do this call. I wish I didn't have to do this and that. But people lie, right? I wish this thing was over yesterday. But my only saving grace, what I always come down to is the fact I know one day it will be. I know it's oh. real. I know the rate is there. <laughs> I know it's going to happen. I know I'll hold it. And in the worst case scenario, I know the one thing that I was supposed to do is being done, and that is to build a foundation in the future for my family through this process, just through this. And that all, okay, what else is going on? I I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing just by staying involved, just by keeping it. I don't care if I stop doing this call. Uh, stop paying attention to it, just the fact that I keep it and the fact that I buy more as soon as I can, then I know I'm investing and I'm making more of my future than I could in any other walk in life. I mean, really, there's no other opportunity out there that will give me what this will give me once it happens. But the saving grace is I know it's actually going to happen. And, right. and, and through contacts, of course, through so many different countries, through so many different banks, I can deny—I cannot deny that it's going to happen. So that's what saves me in those days. And I feel, or you feel, like he did in that letter. But I was hoping some other people come on here and tell them they feel the same way, and they're going through it. And but at 37, I was just so proud of the fact that he's involved in it, he can see it, and that he's been in it for 10 years. Right. I mean, I, I'm just proud of him. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Well, look, 
Yeah, well, I mean, I've been in this going on 12 years. I got in this about the same time you did in 2010. But my question is, I, I, had, I didn't get a chance to do much reading, but I, I'm going to piggyback off the question I, I asked last week. Take, for instance, like, you know, they, they're talking about doing all these projects. I think the Thousand School, I think I read last week where they're talking about they're going to start working on the longest bridge in Iraq, you know, spending money for all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, they're going to talk about doing the airport and what have you. Oh, without a budget, and here it is. This this little old lady comes to them and asks them for money. You know, I mean, for something to help feed her seven kids, and they tell her they can't do anything because they don't have a budget. I don't think the I don't think the food service law is in effect yet, uh, is it? So how in the world are they doing all these projects, and they don't have a budget? Do you have a clue? Well, well here, let me say. So obviously, let me let me let me just say this. I mean, it, obviously, the folks, not, the people in that country is not a priority. Obviously, you can see that. Go ahead and answer the question. I'm sorry. No, because that is the answer. They're not. But the money itself is coming from food services law. But what they're saying is they passed the law. What they didn't pass is the instructions how to divide up the money. But they are using it for the project. And why are they using it for the project? Because it's okay, because that's where the corruption is. And that's what the other guys are singing. You're still corrupt. You're paying people off for these projects. This money being split, so it's wrong, but who's going to do anything about it? Because the judiciary obviously not coming after you. The courts are not pressing charges. Exactly what Siddhar said yesterday. You're going to stop work because we sat out in front of your building, but you won't stop work because they're stealing billions and billions, and you can't do anything about it. You know what it reminds me of? I'm going to tell you guys, because you guys didn't know it. Uh, I used to work at Franchise Tax Board. I don't know if I told you guys that or not. So I was an uh, auditor called the AIG Audit at Franchise Tax Board. I used to do. And we're auditing people's taxes. And if you owe $1,200 or $10,000 and you only made $50,000 a year or $60,000 a year, they tell me to bill you, go after you, take you to court, whatever I got to do to get that money. But if you owe 200000 or 300000 and you making, you know, four million, two million, or ten million dollars a year, they tell me to just write it off. Just write it off. It's okay. Because you know he got attorneys. We'll go to court. He can't intimidate. Blah blah blah. And I was like, what? So the more you make, the more you owe. The easier it is not to do it. That's just internal corruption to me. But go after a little guy. Well, there's more little guys than there are big guys. So let's just gather them all up and, you know, throw them in the well. Iraq is no different. They don't care about the little guys. They care about the big guys who is dividing the pie with. Let's do that. That's why Sadar is where he is. Because he's where he is. Trying to say, guys, we've been doing this since Saddam. When are we going to stop? When are we going to start thinking about the people? Now, I'm not going to compare him to Gandhi 
coaches or anybody else. But right now, in this time in his life, looks like everything he is doing is geared towards the people. Like I said, I'm not trying to get paid. I don't want to get a position. And and it happens to people in life sometimes. One morning they wake up and say, I've been doing it all wrong. Let me do this. Somebody has to stand up for the people, and he decided it was him. And, and that's what's going on, but nobody is willing to fight the corrupt. They said Al Kazimi was. He went in there and started doing it. Then he realized, wait, this is too much. Even I can't fight all of them, and I don't have help. Why? Because the international community said, go do it, but we're not getting involved. Then who am I going to do it with? I'm not only just fighting the corrupt in Iraq. I got a whole country of Iran that I'm trying to fight. And they're paying these guys. But nobody wants a direct conflict. Everybody wants to figure out how to do it in the back room. And right now, they're proving more. That's why um, Maliki didn't want the public debate, because they don't want all that to be exposed to the people. All right, thanks. Appreciate it. No, I, 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 can okay. I say something else here? All right, go ahead. quick. No, I was going to say, I, I saw what Kazim was talking about. You know, he was trying to prevent the military and the cops from getting into a spat. So I, I, he's trying to, he's trying to, you know, keep all that down in terms of violence, man. But my next question is, do you ever, do you ever think they're going to have true democracy in that country, man? True democracy? Yeah, well, I guess we don't practice true democracy. But I'm, if, yeah, if this revolution goes through, I think they can have true democracy. I mean, they had a Eliminate a whole lot of people. Got to go through a whole lot of chaos, but and decide it was really worth. And more importantly, it's not the government people who need to decide. See, Maliki said it just backwards when he told Sadar, "Wait, wait, there's some noise in the background." He told Sadar, "Why do you want to involve the people in government affairs? This is government, and actuality is not." It's about the people. And when they get fed up with getting treated like animals and worthless and nobody really cares, that's when true democracy will rise. And we just need to see if this is. That's what they're saying. This is a revolution right now. <clears throat> and it's a matter of do we do it peacefully, quietly, or do we burn it down? But either way, this is the revolution. So, yeah, I think they'll see it. You're not going to see it overnight. All right. It's possible. Okay, buddy. All right, thank you. All right, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, fellas. 206, Eric. Greetings, Ray, and greetings, Tony. Have a great day, guys, if I forget to say so when we sign off. Okay. Uh, yes, sir. Tony, Tony, there's uh, something I want to bring up. Uh, first of all, uh, in the beginning, uh, you talked about that letter, and that gentleman was speaking all about people, and he was speaking about himself, which is fair and honest, because uh, we're all individuals. And it made me think of tomorrow. We're talking all the time about these silly people. Just wanted to check in and see how she's doing and whether she has red dancing shoes on yet. She does not have on dancing shoes, that's for sure. 
She's still walking around. She can actually walk without her cane sometimes. She gets a little bit tired, but she is not 100%. I'm not even going to say she's 80%, but she's better than she was. Great, great. Well, I wish her blessings and prayers for me, and I'm sure there's many other people sending blessings and prayers to her. Just thought that when we're talking about all this barnyard bull, that once in a while it's a good thing to check in about people. <laughs> and, Ray, on your side of the fence, I hope all is well with you and yours and your home. Yes, thank you. Question for the day uh, is I wasn't quite sure what you said about the court and their threat to, to shut down the justice system. Does that mean that the uh, pledge that they made to decide this thing by the 30th is now no longer on the table? Well, I don't know, because they threatened to shut it down and said they were, but he pulled his people back, supposedly, so they wouldn't do that. And I don't know, because there was both articles out there today. Well, yesterday they supposedly shut it down. But he said he pulled his people back, told them to pull out because it was affecting too many lives. So it may be, in fact, still there. But what's also still there is with the framework and there are people constantly coming out saying, I don't know why you're trying to involve the judiciary when they said they have nothing to do with it and they can't make any decisions. So they put that out there again today. So saying the things that Sadar is trying to get are impossible to do because they don't fall under the Constitution. Well, Sadar don't care about the Constitution. You know why? Because the revolution doesn't care about the Constitution because they think it doesn't benefit them anyway. And in the end, and he's saying to himself, we have some more surprises coming that you guys never thought would happen. It's going to happen. And I think to achieve their goal, that's what they have to do. Not talk about yeah. it, but actually do it. Guys are going to go through their quote-unquote phony due process, and in the end, reality is going to hit them square between the eyes. And Sadar and his folks represent reality. I don't think that's an opinion. I think that's pretty much an evolving fact. So in all of that, my point is I think we have reason to be hopeful. What about you, Tony? I, I do. Because I, I think when when they actually do that, when, when they actually say, light the fire, let's go get them, the U.S. step in and clean it up. Because it's too much investment, too much ready to go yeah. around the globe. But until they yeah. do it, they're going to say, you know, fight amongst yourselves, kids, and figure it out. But once they cross that line, okay, then we're going to take charge. That's what I think we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for answering the okay. questions. Uh, glad to hear that tomorrow's coming along and that Ray's family's good. So you guys have an awesome day. All, All right, right. Thank, thank you, sir. sir. See ya. All right. 610. Hey, good afternoon, Ray, and good morning, Tony. It is G-Man MPA. Hey, man, how you doing? Doing super fantastic, gentlemen. It is another dynamite day here in the USA. And, Ray, I see you're coming up on the bottom of the hour, so I'm going to keep it short. 
So here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, for all of you who are new to the call and all of you who didn't know all these calls and all the means of communication that Ray and Tony used to keep us informed need to be paid for. And it's up to all of us out here in the currency community to send in our payments in order to buy airtime to keep this information superstation on the air. You can help by going to www.tntsuperfantastic.com, clicking on that red payment button, and when you do, the name and address will come up to where you can send your checks and money orders made payable to Raymond Renfro, P.O. Box 1748, Elm City. That's just like the tree. Elm City, North Carolina, 27822. And when you're making out those checks and money orders, please remember to make them payable to Raymond Renfro. And please remember to include your phone number on those checks and money orders. This way it makes it easier for Ray to track those payments as they come in. For all of you who'd like to donate electronically, you can go to the TNTSuperFantastic.com website, click on that red payment button, and scroll down to where you will find the instructions to use the debit or credit card of your choice. Click on the Click Here instructions. Follow the prompts as you go through. In the block where you are asked to type in your name on the card, after you have typed in your name on the card, hit the space bar twice, and in that same block, type in your phone number. Again, that helps Ray. Track the payments as they come in. At the bottom of the page is that blue pay key. After you've clicked on that blue pay key, stay on the page for a second or two. You'll receive a circle with a check mark and a sentence that says, thank you for supporting the TNT blog talk radio show. This way, you know your payments have gone through successfully. Remember... To do it today, ladies and gentlemen, you'll be very, very glad that you did. As always, Ray and Tony, thank you for all you continue to do for us. Thank you again to both of your families for continuing to share you with us and make it a dynamite rest of the day. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks, sir. Thank you very much. You're very, very welcome. All right, uh, 360, we can squeeze you in. Well, good morning, Tony. Good morning, or good afternoon, Ray. It's Walt. Greetings, sir. Hey, hey. I appreciate you taking my call. Um, Tony, I think that, uh, you know, when I when I was sitting there, and, and especially when we started the call, and, and that young man, I was sitting there thinking to myself, well, he's half my age, and... Um, like you, I've seen people pass who had counted on this for uh, changing in their lives too and so forth. And the only thing I think that we have a responsibility to do is make sure that we're prepared to the point that if we don't make it to the time when this happens, that everything is placed and is, is set so that when the money is there that it can be apportioned properly in the ways that we wanted it so that our goal will be met. Um, Whether or not we're looking at it from up above as opposed to down here, 
um, who knows, but I'm, I'm thinking to myself that the goal has to be um, to do what we can while we can, and then the rest is uh, kind of uh, the divine plan. And when we don't know what the divine plan is for us, then uh, we can become unsettled. And I think it's a, it's a kind of a true test. Uh, you voiced it perfectly, I thought, in the sense that um, you've got to have faith in this thing. You know, you know, you can't, you can't keep telling yourself, oh, I know it's going to happen, I know it's going to happen. Oh, God, it's not going to happen. That doesn't work because it's, it's, it is a matter of faith. That the time and the effort and the, the reading and the research and all the stuff um, is all a reason that it wasn't a waste of time because we won't if we're not here to see it, then the reflections that we had on it and we if we document it properly, then our dream will be arrived. It will come to be. So I, I it's not that I don't appreciate his view because. There were times when I was that age and I didn't think anything was left, and that was before I even became aware of the possibilities of this. And so I think that uh, as we go by, patience is a virtue, and we, we learn that only by dealing with the frustration when we know it doesn't work when we're trying to deal with it because that interrupts our thought process, our creative thinking process, all the things that are important. So... Anyway, I just uh, I had that as a as a thought. The um, article that I've been trying to figure out how to get posted and so forth, and Tish has helped me. It was out of El Monitor, and it was they're reporting this reasonably uh, even-handed, I think, in the Mid East. Uh, that's where they're from, and um, they were saying that in uh, Kazemi's meeting that uh, and. Supposedly, Maliki wasn't there, or the other person that he would have had or wanted to be there. But nobody else at the meeting from the framework was against new elections. And I think that um, the quickest way to new elections is for this government basically to be sacked. And why nothing was done more publicly with the remote with the uh, corruption portion of all this I think is one of the mistakes that was made because it would have given people the confidence that they're actually going to go after perpetuating uh, prophecy when when you say something exists and nothing that they could see actually came to pass because it just stayed status quo so I I, I think okay. that 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 may be the answer, is to do what they always right. wanted for so long. You agree? Yeah, well, the problem is uh, everybody agrees about the new elections, but they say they do anyway. Yeah. And yeah. That, that is Sadar's problem, because you got to say a lot of stuff, but you lie. And all you're trying to do right now with Maliki's framework is for me to put you back in charge, you say you're going to do it, then you're not going to do it, like you have for the last 20 years. So, no, I'm not going that route. You're saying you're going to agree to dissolve Parliament, but you're going to do it once Parliament is back up and there's a legitimate government to go in and vote. But then you're never going to hold the vote. 
and you're gonna find reason after reason, extends it, extends it. You know, he knows what the, what the game is, and he says, "I'm not playing that game. We're gonna dissolve it right now. We're gonna make all the decisions right now while nobody's in charge." And that's what actually should happen, so they don't have to worry about it. If you're looking at the judiciary, and it's coming out every day, it's starting to say exactly that. You're bought and paid for by Maliki. He assigns you. You're his Supreme Court. And every rule you're making is in his favor, even though a blind man can see it's the wrong thing, you know? And it's not sure. fair. And it's not looking out for the people. But you don't care any more than he cares. And that's why they were calling for the head of the judiciary to resign yesterday. Let's get rid of him first and then get the rest because he is Maliki's guy. Just like Maliki is seeing Al Kazimi is Sadar's guy. And we can't do business like that or we can't run a country like that. So we, we know what they know, what the citizens today are saying. Guys, everybody knows how this is going to end up. So why are we dragging it out? I mean, we're going to go through the streets or we not. We're going to burn it down or not. Because in the end, if Maliki's not going to give in, Sadar's not going to give in, that's the only option. Burn it down, let's rebuild it, and do it the right way. And then, you know, in the U.S., we can do that. As long as we assign people, we decide when the burn starts and stops, because that's what's going to happen. So that all the countries now, everybody together wants to come in and rebuild it. But that's what, if the Iranian deal gets signed today, tomorrow, Friday, whatever it is, and they can remove them from the process, it's going to be that much easier to do. It is like almost going back in and rebuilding Kuwait. Not quite, but without the influence, without that. It's going to be a hell of a lot easier. Well, All right. okay. time will tell. Somebody said that. I don't know. I don't remember who, but. He's a famous guy who looks better in real life than in his pictures. Wait, wait. Okay. Well, well, yeah. that was Ray. That's Ray. That was Ray. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. I I was surprised by that. Yesterday. That was great. That was absolutely great. Uh, yeah, wonderful Zoom, that call. That was the best. Too funny. All right, well, Ray, thanks. I appreciate it. Tony, I appreciate it. And believe me, in okay. these times, uh, calmness and, and resolve and, and thought process is by far what's going to win out and how we deal with it. So uh, just uh, out there, everybody, just, just remember, it's the journey that we're going through, but we got to go through it to get to it. So that's, that's, my, uh, that's my contribution for today. And uh, all the best, you two. All right, okay. thank you. All right, 404. Let's squeeze you in here. Four four, you're on. Man, I got excited for a minute. Yeah, I did too for a minute. Let's get out. Okay. All right, guys. Um I read that letter for a reason, like I said, starting out with just simply, I know there's a lot of people out there feeling that way, and I didn't want you to think you're alone, because I'm included. I have good days, bad days, bad days, 
wish this was over days, trust me. But at the end of every day, so I say, okay, I know it's going to happen, though. That's all. I know it's going to happen because there's too many things in place for it not to happen. And that takes me to the next day. Next day. I love Walt's thought about patience. And, you know, we have to be patient, wait, be patient for 12 years, 15 years. But the fact that I think the older you are, the more patient you are. Because you've experienced so much and gone through it and know this is just another step on the way to success or, or what you've been getting. We can look at it like that and understand the things that happen in the world. But guys, it's going to happen. We don't know what road it's going to take. I think we're going to see something by Friday. We know by the 30th we're going to see something. So if it doesn't crash before then, Right after then, I guess we will know where our future is. But all the good things that we can look at, oil is back up over $100 again and still projected to go higher, which means what? Our rate goes higher. Every month, Iraq's reserves are growing. Every month. Now their gold is growing. Every month. Which means what? Their currency is becoming more valuable in that aspect. And all we're waiting for them to do is kick in their economy. So everything hinges on one decision, one agreement right now, and when that day is going to come, but everything comes sooner or later. Look how long it's taken for the Iran deal to get back revived. We already had a deal. All they really had to do was revert back to the old one and say, okay, it's done. Everybody, let's go back to what we were doing. Just forget about those four years. I mean, they had to redo it a little bit now, make, you know, correct some things, but it can be done any day now since it was submitted. Now we're waiting on that. They were just hollering on Monday and last Saturday about how the U.S. is taking too long to answer. Now let's see how long they take the answer, because that's going to change the whole dynamics. We're in a good place. It didn't happen today. But it could happen any day. We could get the shock of our lives and say, let's go. They surprised everybody. Let's go see what happens. But in the meantime, in the between time, I want you guys to do what I do. I'm going to do and I do enjoy the rest of your day. Be super fantastic while you're doing it. And share the super fantastic. All right, Ray. Okay, ladies and gents, that's going to do it for today's segment. We'll return on Fantabulous Friday. Keep believing. We sure do. This keeps me going. On those days when I feel like giving up. Fire. Clouds will move. 
It's time for you to smile again. Mm. Come on, Sean.
is no longer being recorded. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a wrap. We are out of here. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.